0: I am Chris Klein, director of Butterfly Ridge Conservation Center in Southeast Ohio, and this is Ridge Notes. Hi there. This is Chris Klein, director of Butterfly Ridge Butterfly Conservation Center in the Hocking Hills of Southeast Ohio. And thank you for joining us for another episode of Ridge Notes. I wanted to apologize for not having a a fresh episode for you last week. Um those who follow me on Facebook are probably aware of what my current situation is. I got a number of health issues going on. I've already had one surgery this summer and I'm expecting to have two more this summer. And just so happened that last week everything kind of caught up with me there between not feeling well and having doctor appointments and that sort of thing. So um so once again, I apologize. Hopefully we can plan a little bit better in the future. But for today, the topic today is going to be a little bit different. Uh, I'm calling it the power of observation. And one of the things that we struggle with here at Butterfly Ridge is that people either were never taught how to observe out in nature or they have forgotten how to observe out in nature. And I cannot begin to tell you how many times we've had people come back to our nature center after walking the one-mile trail through a variety of habitats, and they come back to the nature center and proclaim that they saw no butterflies or they only saw a couple of butterflies when sometimes earlier that day or the day before We've walked a transect and we have counted, you know, 50, 60, 80 butterflies on the transect. And so, um, you know, I think there is something to be said for the power of observation. You know, a a thought that crossed my mind here recently was how so many people rely on books to learn about, you know, different things, you know, and that's not entirely bad, especially since some of those books are books that I've written, so don't don't let me from dis, don't let me discourage you from buying some of my books there. But, you know, for me, most of what I've learned has actually been through observation, just going out in nature, finding a milkweed patch and just watching what's going on and taking pictures of it. Uh, watch who's, who's visiting the milkweed and who's not visiting the milkweed. Some of you may know, most of you I'm sure don't, that I also have written uh, novels in the past, um, the Tony Spencer Mystery Series. I think we've got four books in that one, and I have no idea when the fifth book's going to come out. Just not not feeling it right now. But a friend of mine, something that she's always given me grief for when I write novels and when I write some of my other books, is I always mention the protagonist having to stop to use the restroom out in nature. And my friend Karen's always giving me grief about that. But you know what? For me, that's actually been some of my best observation time because you're kind of out there don't have nothing to do you're you're kind of stuck doing nothing there for a minute or so and it's a great opportunity to look at what's going on around you Now, of course, you can look at what's going on around you at other times as well, and here at Butterfly Ridge, how we've tried to facilitate that is by placing benches throughout the trail, picnic tables throughout the trail. Uh, A lot of our visitors seem to think that those are just for when you're tired, and actually the purpose of the benches and the picnic tables is to try to encourage people to stop and sit down and watch what's going on around them one of the things that's going on around us here at Butterfly Ridge right now is we've got a lot of stuff blooming a lot of stuff uh we've got buttonbush blooming in our wetland we've got swamp milkweed blooming in the wetland up in the prairie we've got butterfly weed we've got bergamot we've got black-eyed susan The common milkweed and the purple milkweed just have gone out of bloom just here in the past week or two. And something I have noticed, something I've observed, since that's our word of the day... Is that, you know, certain things, certain pollinators prefer certain kinds of flowers. And we all know about, you know, caterpillar host plants and how you know monarchs will only use milkweed for their caterpillars, uh, pearl crescents will only use asters. Um pandora sphinx moth uses grapes so you know there's some pickiness there but one of the things i'm finding is that there's some pickiness on the nectar side of things too one of the things we've observed here in the past week or two with the swamp milkweed it seems that the only real reliable thing that visits our swamp milkweed at least are the hummingbird moths um I've shot several minutes of video with a uh, snowberry clearwing moth visiting the swamp milkweed. Uh, one of our staff members the other day shot video of a different sw- uh, snowberry, I assume he was different, uh snowberry clearwing moth visiting the swamp milkweed. We don't tend to see a whole lot of butterflies on the swamp. Every now and then we'll see fritillaries on there, but uh, that's actually about it Um, the hummingbird moths seem to be the reliable pollinator on the swamp milkweed Um, for example the bergamot up in the prairie the the little grass skippers and the silver spotted skippers they're in that spread wing skipper group Um, they're all over that bergamot you know if you want to if you want to study skippers plant bergamot because that's what they go to But for example, the butterfly weed that is still blooming in, you know, just right next door to the bergamot, the skippers largely ignore the butterfly weed. Um, Pretty much everybody else goes to the butterfly weed, but the skippers don't. And so once again, we, we see that level of preference there. One of the reasons why I'm sometimes skeptical of books and talks that I have not presented. Uh, And I'm probably sounding arrogant, and for that I apologize. But I've heard on more than one occasion, uh, black-eyed Susans being encouraged um, to plant that in your butterfly garden, in your prairie, that sort of thing. Well, we've got naturally occurring black-eyed Susans here at Butterfly Ridge, and pretty much the only pollinator that we've ever seen using the black-eyed susans are really small bees, you know, these kind of these little metallic green sweat bee dudes that we've always called them. I'm sure they have a more official name than that, but um that's who uses the black-eyed susan. And in you know, if you look on my computer, I've got literally tens of thousands of pictures of butterflies on flowers and out of those tens of thousands of pictures i think i've got i think i've got either 2 or 3 of butterflies sitting on black-eyed susan not necessarily nectaring on the black-eyed susan but just sitting on it um butterflies uh, here at butterfly ridge they absolutely turn their noses up at the black-eyed susans now um We have other things that are blooming that absolutely everybody loves. Uh, The button bush down in the wetland, everybody loves button bush. The the tiny little grass skippers, the spread wing skippers, the bigger butterflies, the tiger swallowtails, the fritillaries, uh, bees, everybody loves button bush. The um, common and purple milkweeds that just finished blooming not long ago, Once again, everybody loves those. Um, Bees, butterflies of all sizes, the plume moths, especially go for the uh, common milkweed, the purple milkweed, the poke milkweed. Plume moths absolutely love poke milkweed. So um, once again, kind of the lesson for today is, the power of observation and and seeing firsthand what it is that the pollinators prefer, what they don't prefer, and then incorporating that knowledge into your home landscape. Um, You know, you could have an entire yard of bergamot. It's going to look lovely for three or four weeks. You're going to have grass skippers galore, but that'll be about it. Uh, once again butterfly gardening is all about uh, diversity and and having something for everybody and i know not everybody lives in a swamp so button bush may not be a good choice for everyone but once again you know the common milkweed the purple milkweed have that same effect everybody from a pollinator perspective really enjoys those particular milkweeds and so um let me encourage you, maybe your yard's not quite up to speed yet as far as being able to go out and spend a half hour or an hour just watching what's going on in the backyard or the front yard. Maybe you maybe you're just starting off in this butterfly gardening gig. But you know, go to a local metro park. Uh go to a local um you know, field, that the the owner of the field just lets people walk through. It's not fenced in or anything. Just go there and, and observe and pay attention to what's going on in those areas, and it'll be very enlightening, and you'll learn every bit as much as what you would learn from one of my books, but uh, still go ahead and buy my books, though. Um, to help facilitate that observation, if maybe your yard is not, you know, Uh, quite up there yet attracting pollinators and you don't have that local metro park or field nearby Um, go on uh, youtube our uh, youtube channel that we have Uh, if you uh, search for butterfly ridge that should pop up or if you search for landscaping for life Uh, you'll probably get to us as well because we like I mentioned earlier with the swamp milkweed we do uh, a lot of video work here at Butterfly Ridge and I'll set the video camera in front of some of these different uh, blooming native plants and just let the video camera record everybody that's coming to visit and then we'll usually create about two or three minute snippet of what's happening at that particular wildflower and we'll post it to our YouTube channel. So uh, once again you might want to check that out, give you a little bit of a, uh, a heads up there and in, in starting your observation skills. You can check out some of that uh, pollinator action there at our YouTube channel. Once again if you search for Butterfly Ridge or for Landscaping for Life you should be able to track it down that way. Next time, so episode 14, hopefully it will happen next week. We'll see, we'll see how it all goes. Uh, The summer, unfortunately, is being a little unpredictable. But next week, I want to talk some about raising monarchs. Uh, People are starting to find monarch caterpillars in their milkweeds. And there's a right way and a wrong way to raise monarchs. Also, this time of year, we're, we're getting pretty close to that time for the annual uh, press release from certain monarch scientists and conservation groups telling you that if you raise monarchs in your yard, you are personally responsible for destroying the monarch population and the migration. And so tune in next week when I let you know that those people are full of hooey and that there is a correct way to do it that won't be causing harm to uh, the monarchs or in the migration or anybody else. And so once again, I thank you for listening to Ridge Notes. And until we talk again, make sure you take good care of those pollinators. Ridge Notes is sponsored by Butterfly Ridge Butterfly Conservation Center in the Hocking Hills of Southeast Ohio. Open every day but Tuesday, April 15th through October 15th.